talk about this. Amen? And so, let's see what we find. So would you say these three words with me? I've got this. Now, I can't hear you. You've got to really help me. One more time. I've got this. You're going to have to really try hard today. Set up and just holler at me. Amen. If you're new, I use this big screen. I'll put my scriptures up there. Put points up there. I'll have you say things with me. You'll go, I ain't never been church like this before. But here's the deal. When you get done, you go remember something. When you leave, it's not like, oh my gosh, I just wasted 30, 40 minutes of my time. I don't want to waste your time. So don't you waste mine sitting there. You hear me? Yes or no? It's a two-way street. Let's go. Here we go. Come on. We'll start this brand new series in the book of Genesis with a couple of verses. And God said, let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air. So you got plenty to do. Look at all this stuff you get to do. <laughs> over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. Say verse 27 with me, the whole thing. So God created man in his own image, and in the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. So you and I are special. We're God's special creation. We were made in the image of Almighty God. You're not a piece of trash. You do matter. You do have value. You are worth a lot. Amen? So that's the way God sees you. So He made us in His image. But wait a minute. God made us in His image and in His likeness. Say that last part with me. But, help me, we aren't God. So stop acting like it. Stop trying to handle things you were never meant to handle. That's the gist of this whole series. There's plenty for you to do. There's plenty. We're called to be salt. We're called to be light. We're, we're to love. We're to encourage. We're to bless. we got so many things that we can do. Why do His job? Say, yes or no? We're crazy people. Now, you're going to see what I'm talking about. This is something I used to say for years. I haven't said it in a while. I'm going to start saying it again. Say it with me. God is God, and I... Say it again. God is God, and I am not. So quit getting over into His territory. Now, you still don't know unless you heard what my first subject was this morning. You won't, you won't know because I'm keeping it quiet where we're headed. So... God is God and I am not because we're all what? And we're all what? Flawed. Everyone in this room has sinned. And matter of fact, if you say you haven't, then you're a liar too. You hear me? Matter of fact, let's just do a quick poll. How many people in your life, somewhere in your life, you have lied? Let me see your hand. I have lied. A bunch of liars look at you. So don't act like God because you ain't. Amen. Certain things we can't handle, and God never intended us to. And you'll see this will be a blessing if you'll listen. Only one is qualified to be God, and that is who? Take a wild guess. So stop acting like it. And you say, Clark, I don't know what you're talking about. You'll see. And by the way, who is God? Who is God? His name is who? Jesus Christ. Jesus said, if you have seen me, you fill in the blank. You've seen the who? Father. Okay? 
Don't be mistaken. Just because it's hard to understand God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, God is Jesus Christ, and Jesus Christ is God. That's why there is no other way to heaven. That solves, I mean, that answers every question. Well, if I'm a good person, well, are you God? Well, I believe in Buddha. Well, was he God? Well, I believe in Mohammed. Well, was he God? No, no, no. Well, I believe in Jesus Christ. Well, is he God? Yep. Y'all got that? Yes or no? I go to church. Is church God? Nope. I give money to church. Is money God? Nope. Is Jesus Christ God? Believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and you shall be what? Saved, the Bible says. Amen. Answers a lot. Jesus. Amen. Keep looking. I want you to just see that Jesus is God. Just take a little side, just a little side with me, not long. For by Jesus were all things created. He created everything. Things in heaven, things in the earth. Things visible and invisible, whether they're thrones, dominions, principalities, things you can't see, powers. All things were created by Jesus and for who? For Jesus. I thought he did that for me. No, he did it for him. You just blessed, okay? Say. <laughs> for by him were all things created. Now look at verse number 17. And he is before all things, Jesus, and by Jesus all things what? Consist. That word mean, means held together. Jesus created everything, and Jesus holds everything together. That's why stars don't hit your house at night. That's why the earth is spinning right now, but you're still sitting down. That's craziness. How's that happen? Gravity, all that kind of good stuff. That's why the ocean tonight, it'll just come so far, and it'll just know it can't go no further. It's got to start going back that way. That's crazy, isn't it? Who did, who did all that and who holds all that in its place? Who does? Jesus Christ. Got it? Yes or no? We fall at whose feet? Jesus' feet. Big stuff. I'm telling you this because I really want you to get it down that He's God and you're not. And He can handle stuff. Stuff that you won't handle, but that you shouldn't handle. You let Him handle it. He's a lot better at handling stuff than you are. My stepdad shot and killed my mother. I don't want to get into next week's message. But the bottom line is, me, what would I have done? Probably beat him to death. Probably shot him. I don't know what I would have done. But it wouldn't have been good. I'm telling you right now, it wouldn't have been good. But I did not have the power to send him to hell. God handles things a lot better than we ever thought they could be handled. And I don't wish hell on anybody. But that, that was the first day I really understood why there was a hell. You understand, yes or no? I'd preached for years, but I didn't understand it until that day. That God, you say vengeance is, is yours and you'll repay, and boy, does he ever. Y'all listen to me or not? That's not something we need to deal with. Jesus, the Bible says in Philippians, that at the name of who? Somebody else throws a name in your face about a belief? Throw that at them. You hear me, yes or no? At the name of Jesus, every knee's going to bow. Of things in heaven, earth, under the earth, and every what? Tongue's going to do what? Confess that Jesus Christ is what? Lord to the glory of God the Father. That's who Jesus is. The Bible goes on to say there's one God, 
And there's one mediator between God and man. You know who that person is? Jesus. That's why I press you often. I press you hard. I don't want you to leave today and get in your car and start that engine without knowing that Jesus Christ is my Savior. I'm a good person. I did this. I did that. Listen, listen, listen. There's, your goodness ain't your mediator. His blood, the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all what? Sin. Amen. So he's God. Jesus. Let him handle stuff. Y'all hear me or not? Am I driving you straight up the side of a wall? A man's nuts today. You, young man, you're like, like, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you. Yeah, you're like, who is this guy? Amen. If I was God, you would look like me, and I would look like you. See what I'm saying? But I have to let God handle that. I can't, I can't fix it. Here we go. Come on. Let's go with our subject today. Y'all ready? How many have no clue what I'm going to talk about? Let me see your hand. Let me see your hand. You just don't know. How many already heard? You know, you know, a few of you cheaters. Here we go. Let's, let's start a little early in the book of Revelation chapter 20. I just want to lay the groundwork for what we're talking about. Then we're going to unpack it. God says, I've got this. Because you can't handle it. But God, I like it. I want to do it. God says, leave it alone. You can't do it. It's going to cause you problems. And when the thousand years are expired, the millennial reign of Christ on this earth, when he comes again, Satan will be loosed out of his prison. He shall go out to deceive the nations which are in the four quarters of the earth, Gog and Magog, to gather them together to battle, the number of whom is as the sand of the sea. And they went up on the breadth of the earth and compassed the camp of the saints about and the beloved city. And fire came down from God out of heaven and devoured them. And the devil that deceived them was cast into the what? Lake of fire and brimstone, where the beast and the false prophet are and shall be tormented day and night. How long? Forever and ever. I mean, this is tough, strong, hard scripture. This is where I want to get. And I saw a great white throne. And him that sat on it. By the way, that him that sat on it is Jesus. Who's, from whose face the earth and the heaven fled away. And there was found no place for them. Now watch this. The throne. And I saw the dead, small and great, Stand before who? Do you see your name there? Stand before you. Are they going to stand before you? Well, that's a clue. And the books were opened. And another book was opened, which is the book of life. He has the books. And the dead were judged out of those things which were written in the what? In the books. According to their what? Works. And the sea gave up the dead which were in it. Death and hell were delivered up, the dead which were in them. And they were judged. Say judged. Say it again. Say it again. That's a clue. And they were judged, every man according to their works. And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. That's some tough scripture right there. And whosoever... 
was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire. Now, that's just setting the table. Y'all ready or not? Let's go full in now. Full in on the message. Here we go. God says, I've got this because you can't handle it. And I thought about things that we shouldn't try to do. But we do it. And God is saying, wise up. This ain't in your department. This is in my area. Leave it alone. So here it is. Judging. The first one. How many already knew? You knew that's where I was headed. Judging. Judging. Let's just take a quick poll. Be honest. You could get struck by lightning. Okay? Here we go. How many would say, yes, Pastor, there has been a time in my life where I have been overly judgmental? Let me see your hand. I have been overly judgmental towards somebody. You know what that tells me? Everybody has had a problem with this. Everybody struggles. It's an area that we get into that we should leave alone. Do you hear me? So let's talk about it today. God says, I've got this. I've got this. You don't got the books. You don't have what I have. You haven't seen everything. You don't know everything. What are you doing? So let's go deep now with the Lord Jesus. Matthew chapter 7. When I say deep, that don't mean over your head. Plain English. This is one of the plainest English verses in the Bible. Say it with me. Come on. Judge not that you be not. How hard is that? This is Jesus talking. Matthew 7. Say it again. Come on. Judge not that you be not. I don't understand that, Clark. What's that? Let's say it again. See if you get this time. Judge not that you be not. The bottom line is we're not to judge. We're not to judge other people. Period. 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 That's not saying we can't have discernment. But God didn't call you to be a fruit inspector. A lot of churches say that. I, I, I don't judge. I just inspect their fruit. It's because you are nuts what you are. Okay? Don't live your life doing that. That's a crazy thing to do. You hear me or not? How about inspect your own life? How about that? How about look at your own fruit? Okay? And that's what Jesus was saying. Keep looking. So, let's just look at this. Just carefully. Number one, we're going to look at judging people in judgment. Number one, the final judgment. Every one of us are going to be judged one day by the judge. Who's the judge? You? Are you going to judge everybody one day? Are we going to all die and one day we're going to be surprised and go, Well, look, there you are. I don't think that's going to happen. I think one day we'll all die. That's true. We'll go to be with the Lord or we're going to not be with the Lord. Period. All right? But at the final judgment, whether it's the judgment seat of Christ for the believers or the judgment seat of the white throne for unbelievers, bottom line, everybody's going to stand before God. We ain't standing before you. Say that with me. We ain't standing before you. Come on. We ain't standing before you. Well, why you act like it now? Say. Now, this is going to get on your toes a little bit, but you're going to be fine. So we're all going to face God one day. We're not going to face you. There's going to be a final judgment. Don't spend your time down here on this earth judging other people. 
For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, that whosoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. But keep looking. For God sent not His Son Jesus into the world to do what? To condemn the world. That's not why Jesus came. But that the world through Him might be what? Saved. Now, he that believes on Jesus is not condemned. But he that doesn't believe on Jesus is condemned what? Already not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. Now, you might say, Clark, what are you talking about? Well, there's a deep truth right here. I want to get, get, get it down in you. Here it is right here. Look at it. This is my quote. I'm going to be famous for sure. There'll be a book one day, quotes, I knew that man. Yeah, I know. Here we go. I hope you never get it because I'll have to die, okay? So I hope to keep living a while. Here we go. Since God did not send His only Son, Jesus, here to condemn the world, I'm certain He didn't send you here to do it either. Who said that? I did. You can call it what you want when you judge people. It's a condemning attitude. How many in this room, you've been judged by somebody, and it, li- it hurt you bad? It messed you up a little bit. Let me see your hand. It just sort of messed me up. Look at, that's half the stinking audience here. That shows you how rampant this problem is. I'm going to ask one more question. This is going to be a tough one. How many of you were judged by somebody that was a so-called Christian? Let me see your hand. That's the same number. Oh. This is a problem we have as Christians. Y'all listening? And guys, I know, I'm not jumping all over you today, but if that many people have been hurt, if that many hands went up saying we've done it before, then it's something we need to talk about, and we need to probably talk about it regularly. Yes or no? Amen? So here we go. So, you and I should not judge. There's going to be a final judgment one day where he's going to handle it. He's going to handle it. Let him handle it. You don't understand. I'm going to give him a piece of my mind. I can fix them. And then half the stuff we do is petty. Say petty. Petty. Did you hear what she did, so-and-so? Well, we talk about, you know, she left her husband. Well, you don't know that. You, part you don't know he's beat her in the face the night before. Just hush your mouth. Yes or no? Amen. Hurts people. It's no good. You shouldn't even go there. It's not meant for you. Amen? It's not. Let God do that. So say those words with me. Don't play God. One more time. Don't play God. What's the greater sin? What she did? Are you playing God? If I was a betting man... I'd put the money on this last one. You acting like you, God? Standing in judgment over people? Playing the role that He has? I think that probably royally ticks Him off. Did you hear me? So don't go there. Jesus says there'll be a final judgment one day. Don't judge. You're going to be judged. Amen? So I've got this. God says, because you can't handle it. So we're talking about judging. Let's look at the next point. Verse 2. Verse 2. 
So judge not that you be not judged. Jesus says, verse 2, For with what judgment you what? Judge. Say it with me. You shall be judged. And with what measure you meet, it shall be measured to you again. The standard that you measure others by, you're going to be judged by that. Oh, well, fine. I don't mind. I'm good. Because you, you're full of yourself. Talking like that. Amen? So, what does that mean? The first one, the final judgment. Second point, say that with me. The what judgment? The now judgment. When you judge other people, you're being judged. You're going to be judged by Almighty God at the end. Flat out for it. But you're going to be judged right now. What do I mean by that? God will judge you one day. People will judge you for your judging what day? What day? People can't stand it. But I, I, but I mean well. They can't stand it. You keep doing it, they ain't going to be able to stand you. You wonder why some of you might not have some friends? Not all of you, but I think that some of you probably, you might not have friends because of your mouth. Well, you talk about people. I wouldn't want to be your friend. Well, we can't hang out. You're going to talk about other people. It's something I don't do. Yeah, just not going to do it. Well, you get with me, you know, oh, he did, and I'm like, hush your mouth. Or if you really care so much, let's you and me go over there to his house right now so you can tell him to his face. But you won't do that. People won't do that because they're weak. W-E-A-K. Weak. What does that mean? Stay away from it. Did y'all hear me or not? The now judgment. We're being judged. When we judge people, we're being judged. By God, but by them. And who do they tell? They might tell their friends what you said. Amen. Or maybe they were in the church and they leave the church. Then others know it's you that did it. It's a mess. It can just be a mess. Yes or no? Right now we're receiving from people exactly what we give them. Don't think it's not coming back on you. When you judge people, it looks sly. It looks like it's okay. Look spiritual, because, see, I love Jesus. But it's coming back on you, and you don't even know it. Not a good, this is the Bible. What am I going to believe, you or the Bible? The Bible. This is what it says. The way we judge others, the measure that we use to judge other people, will come right back on us. And there's no better pros at judging people than the church. We could give lessons on this. We could run seminars on it. Amen. Say, it's not good. It's not the thing we're called to do on this earth. Jesus said, go into all the world and judge the world. He said, go into all the world and preach the gospel. <laughs> Amen. Is that what he said? Amen. He even said, love your enemies. Did he say that? The fruit of the Spirit is judging and hatefulness and getting on people's nerves. No, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, meekness, faith, temperance. That last one, self-control. Don't do it. Amen. I know I'm beating this hard, but I want you to be delivered from this. Do you hear me? 
I want you to be free from this. I want you to be able to freely love people. The church over the years have picked people that we can judge. Somebody with too long a hair. The church used to, you couldn't go to the church back in the day, ladies, if you didn't wear a what? A dress. Is that true or false? It's true. Guess what? Fellowship church, ladies, you can come here any way you want, just so long you covered up. Got it? Yes or no? Shorts, flip-flops, I could give a hoot. And then there was another one. Fellas, you need to keep your hair cut what? Short. See, because it's a sin for a man to have long hair, the Bible says. Oh, it says it's a shame. It's a shame. Amen. Whatever that means. Was it cultural? I have no idea. But I know God's a big God, and he probably ain't hung up on that. You hear me, yes or no? Amen or oh me? So we don't do that much anymore. Then we went on to, like, people with tattoos. Amen. How many have tattoos? Can I see your hand? Tattoos in the building. Oh, God help you. You're a tatted person. Oh. But now that's become popular now. And, you know, and so now we can't do that much because, you know, we're talking to our children. And, you know, our, it's just crazy. Why are we even doing that? Yes or no? Say. If Lynn or John has a tattoo, what business is that of mine, guys? Yes or no? Amen. You happy, right? Say. You like it, right? Good. How about that? Amen. I lost my mind, ain't I? Are you okay over here? You with me? Because I know you've been at church a long time, old school. So what I'm saying is right on, though, ain't it? And they know the word. The now judgment. We reap what we sow. You be a judger, you're going to get judged. You're going to reap what you sow. Or, here's the worst part, you'll get more friends that want to be your friend that are judgmental people. That's the worst. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Now i got me a little judging click I'm hanging with. Ah! <laughs> Lord, help me. God says, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever you sow, you're going to reap. You're going to reap it. For if, for if he sows to his flesh... Of the flesh reaps corruption. He that sows to the Spirit shall do what? Reap life everlasting. You'll not win people to Christ by judging them. And if you do fix people by judging them, because you can fix them, you can berate them, you can put them down, and they will change. But they become your disciple and not Jesus' disciple. And he actually has scripture on that. He says, you've made them now twofold the child of hell. Did you hear me or not? When we impose views, rules, things on people, and we get them to straight and toe the line, but they're not towing the line because of their love for the Lord, you've actually driven them further away from the Lord. Did, you, did I lose you? My mother was sitting in a chair drunk one night. Drunk. And Billy Graham came on TV. And the gospel broke through my mama's heart. Did you know God can save drunks? God can save drug addicts? You know that, yes or no? Amen? He's pretty good at that. But it makes it increasingly difficult for him when we judge those people. Yes or no? Amen? I think you're with me. Let us not be weary in well-doing. In due season, we'll reap if we do what? 
if we don't faint, don't faint. As we have therefore opportunity, say it with me, let us do what for men? Good to all men. Especially those that are what? In the church. Most judging takes place not in the world. It takes place in the church. Most people outside the church couldn't give a hoot. Amen. Say, oh, your hair's too long. Got a tattoo. You know, you're whatever. They can care less. But in the church, oh, my gosh. It's because we are lunatics. Guys, this is a place for the sick. This is a place for the hurting. Amen. I'd like to finish out my life loving people. You too? Can I get some more you, me too's? Me too's? Amen. There's a big me too movement out there. I like this Me Too. Not that I'm against all that I'm not. But the point is, I like this Me Too movement. I want to finish my life loving people. Me Too. Amen. Now, do I want to finish my life judging people? I'll give you the chance to raise your hand if you want to. I want to finish my life judging people. I want to continue the rest of my life being a pain in the rear of people. And judging them. Thank you. No takers. You sow it, another quote of mine, and it'll be what? You mark my words. This is judger. You keep doing it. It's going to come back to bite you. I guarantee it. I've seen people's lives who look, who look like they love the Lord. I've seen their life become far worse than those they used to judge. Did I lose you? I mean the petty mess, the petty. That's what my daughter said. I may have said this all to, uh, by, I said in the first service, but I'm doing it the same one twice, so I get confused. But uh, my daughter said one day we'll get to heaven, and God's going to look at us and say, did I say this already? She's got, this is what Elise told me. She said, God is going to look at all of us one day and go, Y'all were way too petty down there. You were way too petty. You should have focused more on the things that I told you to do. And leave stuff I'm supposed to do to me. Got it? I hope you're hearing. Now keep in mind, I'm not saying, when I say judging, I'm not saying don't use your brain. I'm not saying don't be smart, don't be wise. Get the Word in you so that you know. You know how to make good decisions, right? But there's a way to make decisions without hurting other people. Yes or no? Amen. That's not, God didn't call us that. So judging. Let's finish up. Number three. Jesus goes on saying, Why do you behold the moat? Say speck. Speck. That's the Word. Why do you behold the speck that's in your brother's eye? Look, there's a little something in your eye. I see it. I can hardly see it, but let me get closer and look. Oh, it looks like it's a little piece of dust in your eye. Let me help you get it out. Jesus says, why do you do that? And you don't consider there's a two-by-four coming at your own eye. Actually, the word is tree, I believe. It's crazy. 
the ideas are something. You're trying to fix somebody else. But you got this hanging out of your head. How much plainer English could Jesus give us? Or how will you say to your brother, let me pull out that speck in your eye, and behold, the beam is in yours. I don't know about you, but even if I got a little, it really bothers me. I can only imagine if I had a big old stick in my eyeball. I don't think I'd be at church today. Amen. What does Jesus call them? Say it with me. You what? You what? One more time. Can we scream it? You what? Guess what the world calls us when we judge them? What do they call us? Isn't that funny? They call us the same thing he did. But we're spiritual and they're not. Maybe they know more than we think. You hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of your eye, then you shall see clearly how to help your brother with that what? With that little speck. Amen? I think there's a lot of truth there. I think if you work on that beam, that's probably going to take most of your time. <laughs> Amen? Keep looking. Number three, the right judgment then. What's the right judgment? The right judgment is what kind of judgment? What kind of judgment? Yeah. That's the judgment that I need to spend my time on. Gary Clark. I know. Let me ask you this question. Now think before you answer. How many would say? You've got to answer. You've got to raise your hand one way or the other. How many would say? I know more about the sin in my own life than I do about the sin in someone else's life. I know more about my own sin than I do someone else's. Let me see your hand. Okay, that's most of you, in case you didn't understand the question. Then why not work on yourself? Say, yes or no? How many would say in this room, I've really done some pretty crappy stuff? Let me see your hands. Just put your hands up. That's a lot of people done crappy stuff at the Fellowship Church. Of all people, we shouldn't be judging people, church. Did you hear me, yes or no? Come on. Let's don't do this. Now, the purpose of self-judgment is to do what? Is to do what? Help ourselves. And when we judge ourselves, we also help who? When Gary judges Gary, I am blessing Kim, aren't I? And when I'm taking better care of me and watching out me and judging me and fixing me and working on me... I'm probably a better dad to my kids, right? Yes or no? I know Mitch and Elise are going to be thrilled with this message. Come on, Dad. How about you, man? When we judge others, we do what to ourselves? We hurt ourselves. You might think you're doing good to yourself. You're not. You're hurting you. You're hurting your reputation. You're hurting your testimony. You're hurting them. That's what you're doing. No, I'm not. Jesus sent me. Well, it's hard for me to argue with that. I would just strongly caution you to let God handle it. Amen? God says, I've got this. The right judgment. You know what good looking is? Another thought of mine. You know what good looking is? It's taking a good look at yourself.
That's what good looking is. Boy, he was good looking or she was good looking. The best good looking is the person that takes a good look at themselves. Most likely, the person that takes a good look at themselves is the most beautiful person. A person that can be beautiful on the outside, but if they judge you, you're left with an ugly feeling when they leave. Did you hear me? And fellas, I'm just going to say it. I don't know about you. She might be pretty as a day is long. But if she's always judging and being hurtful with her words, I'd have a hard time with it. Do you hear me, yes or no? And the same thing, ladies. I mean, he can be God's gift to women. Look at him, how beautiful he is. Good-looking guy. Yeah. But if he's running his mouth, hurting people, putting people down, judging other people, boy, he sure gets ugly in a heartbeat, don't he? Yes or no? Amen. But that person who might not be the most beautiful outwardly, but if they look inward and they take care of themselves, they're kind to other people, they're sweet, they don't judge others, they're first to judge themselves, that's a beautiful person. Did you hear me? Just some thoughts. God says, let us love one another, for love is of God. Everyone that loves is born of God and knows God. He that loves not knows not God, for God is love. We can't say we love when we're judging other people. I think you know what I'm talking about, right? Yes or no? Okay? Beloved, if God so loved us, we ought to do what? He loved me and all my mess, but i got to jump on them. What? Here it is, our love made perfect, that we might have boldness in the day of judgment. Don't you want to be at the judgment one day and you can have boldness? You can be there knowing I didn't spend my life judging people, but I spent my life loving people. Because as He is, we are in this world. I want to be like Him in this world. Guess who judges, Jesus or the devil? Satan. Satan's always coming against God's kids. Yes or no? That's what he does. He's an accuser. Is that what he is? He's a one of the brethren. He's a blank of the brethren and an accuser of the brethren. Jesus is not our accuser. He's our, it starts with an A. He's our what? Advocate with the Father. Satan's our accuser. Jesus is our what? Advocate. Who do you want to be with? Here is our love made mature, that we may have boldness in the day of judgment, because as he is, so are we in this world. There is no what in love. But perfect love or mature love casts out fear because fear has torment. He that fears is not made perfect in love. I believe most people that judge do so because they're fearful. They're afraid of who they are. They don't like themselves. They're not mature. They're not mature believers. A person who is a judge of people, I don't care how much scripture they can quote, they're a big fat baby. Y'all hear me, yes or no? I know the Bible. I went to seminary. You a nut. You a kindergartner. It's no good, is it? Yes or no? And this might be a hard message for you guys. Eat it up. Eat it with a spoon. If I was you, I'd go, thank you, Lord. I want to be the best I can be. And this is how you'll get there. We love him because he first loved us. If a man say, I love God and hates his brother, you can call judging people what you want. I think it's hateful to judge people. You hear me, yes or no? Look at her. Look at her. Look at that dress. 
You hear me? Or, you know, I heard she got pregnant out of wedlock. That's a cruel thing to say to somebody and to talk about them. What did that do? Did that help them? Yes or no? Did your big mouth help them? Yes or no? Say. How about a love, a loving arm? How about, hey, you know, you matter. That little baby you're going to have matters. What can we do to help you bring that little baby in the world? Amen. Say. Do you need something? That's a whole different way to live, isn't there? Say. Wow, I'm harping today, aren't I? But you know what? I'm just talking, guys. I can't hear out of my one ear. That's why I'm really loud, probably. But I can talk like this because I love you. Do you understand? I'm not thinking of one person in this congregation I'm jumping on with this message. Very few preachers could get up here and do this with, and make that statement. They're trying to get the message over here and that one over there. I'm trying to get the message right here. And I'm trying to get the message for our church. I want us to love the snot out of people. You hear me say? I want them to be so shocked when they, when they do something or they meet us that we don't judge them, we love them. And they go, what? Amen, say. And that's different than the way I used to be. I was the best judger there was. Don't hate your brother. How can you do that? How can you, not, how can you love not your brother whom you have seen and not love God whom you have not seen? Come on. God, God's straight up on this. This commandment have we from him that he who loves God loves his what? Period. Oh, I'll love him if he looks like me. Or I'll love him if he stops that. How about you just love him and let God do his thing? How about that? Amen? Come on. So judging, Rods, we're almost done. Wow, that was pretty. Here we go, buddy. Jesus used the eye. Let's go fast with this, if you don't mind. Jesus used the eye to make his point, didn't he? You can get a speck in your nose. We call that a booger. Excuse me. And that don't hurt too bad. You can get a speck in your ear. That's called earwax. Got it? You could even eat dirt. But you get a speck in your eye, and it hurts. Jesus used the eye to make his point, didn't he? Did he make a good point? Beautiful. Why do you behold the mote that's in your brother's eye, but you don't consider not the beam that's in your own eye? How will you say to your brother, let me pull out the mote out of your eye, and behold a beam that is in your eye? You hypocrite, first cast out the beam out of your eye, and then shall you clearly see how to cast out the mood out of your brother's eye. I, 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 I. Do you see that? The eye is the most sensitive area of the human body. Period. You try it. Go have an experiment. Shove dirt in your mouth today. Shove it in your nose. Shove it in your ears. Shove it in your eyeball. You're going to be hurt. I'm going to tell you that right now. I'm a scientist. I'm telling you, I know this stuff. The light of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye be single, your whole body shall be full of light. 
If you put your eye on love and look at love and follow love, your whole life will be this way. Did you hear me? But if your eye's evil, if your eye's on judging people, looking down on people, you're going to be full of what? Darkness. I'm going to tell you right now. You do this, you will have no friends, you will be alone. This is profound. If therefore the light that's in thee be darkness, how great is that darkness? So many people judge people, and they don't even know it. I'm being spiritual. You're being an idiot. And we elevate these kind of people so often to leadership positions. Yeah, we're really dumb at doing that. Yes or no? Amen. Are y'all hearing me or not? This is ugly today. They could play this at seminaries. This would be good for the young fellows. How can we help others see when we're blind to see our own selves? That's what the whole message has been. What's the number one reason why people don't want to come to church? We've already said it. Pop it up. It's full of what? Number one answer. Number one answer. Try it this week. Why don't you go to church? What's the number one answer? I guarantee you're going to hear, hear hypocrites. Or they're going to say, I don't feel like I'm good enough. Why? Because those people are better than me. Eh, 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 hypocrites. The hypocrite has eyes to see the sin of others, but does not have the eyes to see the sin of himself. That's what a hypocrite is. Crazy. Satan's number one goal is to blind people from the truth of God's love. That's his number one goal. Isn't it interesting he used the eye? Satan wants to blind people. That's what the Bible says. I didn't make this up. If our gospel be hid, it's hid to those that are what? Lost. In whom the God of this world, Satan, hath done what? Guys, we're blinding people. He's blinded the minds of them which believe not, lest the light of the glorious gospel of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine unto them. If we love, if we make Inglewood our town, if that is my responsibility when I go to that restaurant to be kind to that waitress, to be kind to those people at Publix, to be kind to my neighbor, even when he cusses me out. I'm not saying you don't use discernment, but to just, if he FFF you, are you going to do the same thing back? Guys, listen, listen. That's not going to get the job done. Amen or oh me. If you love, we can change this whole community. And we're already seeing a big difference. And not just this church, many churches. Let's praise the Lord for that. Come on. Many churches. Come on. You can say what you want. You're putting you up and putting them down. We don't preach ourselves, but we preach you. And when you, when you preach love and when you reach out in love, you're preaching Jesus. When you know that part of you don't feel like doing it, but you do it anyway. That's the Lord. Amen. And we preach ourselves, your servants. For God, He's commanded the light to shine out of darkness, guys. He shined in our heart. Crazy Gary. He saved me. And my drunk mama. He saved me to give the light of the knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus. Not to judge people. Pastor Gary Clark has not been called to judge people. Did you hear me? I've been called to love people. To love you. You hear me? All of you are deserving of my love. Every one of you. Every one of you. None more than others. Praise the Lord. Amen? And I'm no different than you. 
The image of the eye teaches a great truth. Exercise love and tenderness when doing what? I would put a little subtitle, Don't Be a Booger. Amen. we got to quit, Rog. Remember a speck of dirt in somebody's eye. That little speck you're trying to fix ain't nearly as bad as a torn retina. So many believers, we want to judge people. And in the process, we are tearing their eyeball. And they can never, hardly ever see the love of God again. Did you hear me? How about not worry so much about that speck? Amen? Worry about your two-by-four. Deal with that and see what happens. When I judge others, I can blind them to the truth of God's love. I can do what kind of damage? Irreparable and what kind? How many know somebody, you know somebody, that's been hurt by a believer and it's absolutely killed them, crushed them to pieces? Let me see some hands. There's some hands, and they're not in church. They're just in bad, 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 bad shape. Amen? It happens. God says this. We're done with the message. What? Praise the Lord for His Word. Amen. Come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. I'm late. Come on. Let's stand on up. I know I hammered that. I hammered that. I...